Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study, and we're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let us take a moment of praying. Lord, we just thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, Lord. And we just thank you for the things that we tend to skip over, Lord, but that you still bless us with each and every day, Lord, though we may not be grateful for them, Lord. So, Lord, we just take this time to bless you and to be grateful for all the things that you have done in our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. So thank you for joining us. We trust the Lord that you are being blessed. <laughs> and I know we are being blessed, or I'm being blessed through this through this study. So so thank you for joining us. And and not just that, but I want to thank those that are, are tuning in, that are listening, that are liking, sharing, and subscribing these episodes with others so they too can be blessed and learn and grow in their relationship with the Lord. And I especially want to thank our partners, those that have listened to the Lord and, and chosen to enter into the, the work of this ministry alongside us, whether that's physically here in person or you know, from, from afar, and then the many number of ways that you are being a blessing, not just to us, but to literally, <laughs> I mean, many, many multitudes around the whole earth. You know, not through your prayers, through, of course, sowing into the ministry, but, you know, and again, liking, sharing, and subscribing the episodes. But there are so many different ways that the, our partners are being a blessing to literally multitudes. And I'd just like to thank you for your, your heart, your obedience to the Lord, and, and for sharing in the labor that we have been entrusted to in this ministry. Mm-hmm. Amen. So... But let's get into the Word. We are, again, in Acts 15. We're discussing verses 1 through 31. So for those that are just joining us or haven't read that section of Scripture yet, I'd like to encourage you to pause the episode at this time and give yourself the time and opportunity to read that section of Scripture Mm -hmm. and and just make it easier to follow along in the discussion with us. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. Well, at this time, the floor is open for each of you to have the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit has been ministering and speaking to you, and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. So I'd like to focus my attention on <coughs> bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Um, verses 8 through 11, we've kind of been talking about... Um, what some of the people were doing to others, like human-to-human contact, but I'd like to stop and consider what we might be doing to the Lord and our actions and behaviors, whether Mm -hmm. we're trying to do it intentionally, like, I'm going to do this to you, God, and just to, like, how we phrase it in America, push your buttons, or it's happening without you necessarily recognizing it, and also taking a look at the character of God. It says here... um, 
that God acknowledged, this is Peter talking, acknowledged the Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us Mm -hmm. and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. So we see the character of God in it that he shows no partiality, which is also a commandment that he gave us. We love equally. Love your neighbor as yourself. You can't love your neighbor as yourself if you're showing partiality and going, well, I can only love you this far. It would be a nasty feeling if if Jesus had turned around and said, well, I can only love you this far and repaid us with what we've done to others. Mm -hmm. It'd be a pretty sorry life to live. And or or because we're we're not at his level. That's also a factor Mm -hmm. because that's what was happening in in the section of scripture. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. They were trying to disqualify people and or uh, the saying is throw them out of the boat because they hadn't come up to their level yet. Instead of demonstrating the love of God that he first showed to us by giving each other or demonstrating to each other his love through grace and mercy in their life. Not tolerating nonsense, but allowing or walking with them and, and helping them come up in their faith and their relationship with the Lord to higher levels. Yes. We first saw that with our Lord and Savior. Right? He didn't condemn us. He didn't disqualify us. He encouraged us, exhorted us, admonished us, and even at times rebuked those that needed it all with one goal in mind and in one way, demonstrating his love towards us and and the love of our Heavenly Father by pointing us to himself. Yes. So we in turn should do the same thing. And then um, Peter says that the Lord had acknowledged him, meaning that he put his stamp and seal of approval on them and said, these are my children. I've called them. And when Peter was asking them, why do you now test the test the Lord with the yokes and putting them on them that neither us nor our fathers were able to bear is um, the Lord equated it to me saying, why are you trying to say that what God said wasn't good enough? Why are you mm. now trying to put your own seal on it? God didn't need us to approve of his works in the beginning. He said they were good. And we see that they're still good to this day. Now, Adam did mess things up when sin came in and he fell. But the the basic creation that God made is good. It's suitable for its purpose. We don't now need to try to come and check behind God to make sure he did it right. Um Last time I checked, he was the one doing everything right. And we were the ones that needed correction, which is why Jesus had to come and redeem us. If we had it all together, we would have no need of a savior. Mm -hmm. And Jesus addressed that. Um, The well have no need of a physician, but I've come to the sick and I've come to the lost to bring them back to my kingdom so that they know that I love them and I care about them, that I haven't forgotten them or gone. Well, you messed up too much this time. I guess you're just not going to make it back into heaven. Well, uh, brushing his hands off. Oh, well, Lord, take me back home. No, he walked the whole course. So in a demonstration of just how much he loved us. And if God can do that, why can't we? Why is it so hard for us to lay aside our own importance to serve just like he did to love just like he did because we all sure enjoy his grace and his mercy and his love so let us now turn around and show that to our neighbors and not just one of them or two but everybody that you come into contact with because it's the love of god that draws men into repentance mm-hmm. the goodness of god oh yes mm-hmm. but, I'm sorry. but 
You can't have goodness and no strings attached unless there is love. And and God is love, so exactly. His goodness is coming out of His love. But you asked a, a marvelous question: Why is it so difficult to do that? And I'll give you a couple couple of reasons. Ready? Yes, dear. Let's just cut down to the core of this. One, because we've not made the choice. We've been speaking a lot here lately in the past few weeks about making a final decision for Christ I live, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. for Christ I'll die. Exactly. And if we that love the is the living part, but we don't want to go through the, the, the painful part of it. Right. Right. Through the persecution, through <laughs> right. the or if it does cost us our life, he said. If you look, we the scripture you referenced in um, Revelation, mm-hmm. they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives unto death. We don't want to mm-hmm. leave that part off conveniently, but well, and even with that, there are, there are those that are. Oh yeah, I can die for Christ. Well, well, that that's interesting. Why is it always an extreme level? And because when we look at it, what you were what you were bringing about was. Persecution, right? That's mm-hmm. what we're ultimately talking about. And in that, what about all the different ways and all the different times that someone is attacking you unprovoked because you are trying to, and this is the second part of it, help them understand or come into an understanding, a knowledge of a revelation of what was actually meant and how it applies to their life to help them grow and change, but ultimately mature in the Lord and their faith and in, in the things of our our Lord and Savior. All right. So there are those that, are, that can say, oh yeah, well, I can die for Christ. But what about all the the things during the day? I'll say the little the, deaths. The little, exactly. The little deaths of telling yourself no. <laughs> or, the little or, deaths of denying your yourself, your own will, and taking up the will of the Father. Exactly. The will of your Lord and Savior, Instead Jesus of saying, Christ. Well, you treated me this way. You wronged me, and right, and all those, you know. It's the little deaths, little harmless denying ourselves. The little harmless ways were quote unquote <laughs> persecuted, right? But then, the understanding has to take place. The revelation has to take place so that we understand, and that only comes through the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus, speaking to his disciples, says, "You know, let the little children come to me," right? Yes. And then he says, "Uh." Hey, if you do anything to one of these ones, you've done it to me. And that was one of the points you were making was we do this towards our fellow man, but ultimately we're doing it towards the Lord, right? Because yes. he asked, he was like, or those disciples asked him, when did we see you naked? And when did we see you thirsty or hungry? Or, And he's like, if you did it to one of these, you did it to me. So how many times have we mistreated the Lord through our mistreatment of others, or not allowing grace to be extended and love, His love extended from us toward our neighbor, not just not just the believers, toward our neighbor, even while they're in opposition to the Lord, in an, an effort to steer them towards Him, to point to our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Understanding that, right? Because you, you ask, why is yes. it so difficult? Uh, I believe that many don't fully understand that. And in so doing, the flesh takes over. Because it's then it the focus doesn't become about the Lord. It becomes about us and how we were wronged and hurt and misaligned and mistreated and persecuted. Or it, it becomes we, we say, I think 
Mm-hmm. This is what I think, God, versus what you said. And and this what are your ways and your thoughts? The, the perspective that these that the people are discussing here, I think they're not worthy, but you said they are. And the willingness or unwillingness to lay down your I think to take up what he said. Don't call unclean what he is called clean. Don't call um, less than valuable what he has placed great value on. Don't reject those whom he has approved and received because you are not the giver of anything, right? It did not come from you. So how do you now get the opportunity to dictate what the stipulations are? The one who gave the law said, I want you to approach like this, right? Or, you know, all the things that we see written in scripture. So that's, that's the little death, right? To lay down your personal will, your personal, I think, it should be this way. I think they should go. I think they should do, et cetera, et cetera. And saying, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Seeing as you are creator of all Lord God almighty, I'll take your perspective on it. And the honest review of ourselves to say, God, how many times did I wrong you? How many times have mm-hmm. I myself wronged you and others And I double wronged you. Not only did I wrong you to your face, God, but I wronged those that you love and you died for double wrong, right? Not only hurt the people, but I hurt God in my actions. And yet I still came for that forgiveness that was available. I still wanted, I still expected, I still needed, and I want it to be generously given to me. But now I'm like, wait, 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 don't give it to them, Lord, because hold on. I got their, their laundry list of what, how they don't qualify, how they don't measure up because I think. I feel, I want, not accounting the truth of the matter, what he's already said, and the truth that we have been forgiven much. I've wronged many people, and I've wronged my Lord and Savior. Double wrongs, double, quadruple, triple wrongs in some ways, but he forgave forgave me. That's each of us. Jesus addressed that exact thing, talking about the the, the wicked servant who was Mm -hmm. forgiven much, debts that he could never pay. But then someone owed him just a, such a small thing, and he was literally beating him to death and wanted him in prison and his whole family in prison for life. And right Until all, everything was paid. Until everything was paid, the small amount that was owed him, which was next to nothing. The individual just didn't have the means to pay it, but he was trying to extract it out of him and was causing great physical harm, personal, physical Mental, emotional, I mean, everything. Willing and not to just to him. Family, willing to have him beaten and tortured exactly. every day over a few coins. But expected, demanded, and even f- threw himself upon the grace. Boldly came for that grace. Exactly. Yeah, have mercy on me. He didn't say, oh, I'll just take my beating and go to prison. He said, no, please have mercy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so we, for ourselves, let's examine ourselves. And if we do that, right, coming to this understanding of the knowledge of God's love and, and what it means, what it looks like. No doubt we will treat our fellow man, our neighbor, as ourself. Because when we recognize, yeah, that's a person, but I'm not just treating or talking to or helping or blessing that person. I'm literally doing it to Christ. Then we'll have consistency in our lives across the board with every person we interact with. Mm-hmm. Only then. 
Mm-hmm. And like you said, when we have a bigger perspective Amen. than the end of our own nose or how we feel about things, we will treat it differently. Mm-hmm. Christ is whom we owe our allegiance to. The debt we owe is to him, right? The people yes. in the earth are the ones to just get the benefit. But I love you because God said so, not because yes. you earned it, right? Or you deserve yes. it. Yes. yes. I love you because God said so. And when I keep my focus on, I'm doing it because the Lord said, then I'm able to freely give, even when my natural eyes would love to dart over and inspect and go, hey, I see flaw. Wait a second. <laughs> right? Yes. yes. Even when my emotions get involved and go, wait, I remember when, Lord, that hurt. Ouch. It becomes nothing in the eyes and the perspective of I'm doing it because my Lord said so. Go ahead, Layla. That's all I had for this section. Okay. Go ahead, sir. Okay, very quickly. (laughs) Um, Another thing that the Lord speaks to me about is verse 6. Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And then if we skip down to uh, (laughs) verse 12. Then all the multitude kept silent and listened to Barnabas and Paul declaring how many miracles and wonders God had worked through them among the Gentiles. And what the Lord was showing me here was that it was a final acceptance of that they were considered apostles now. And if we flip to 1 Corinthians 15, I believe it's verse 8. Then last of all, he was seen by me also as one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecute the church of God. And the Lord should show me here was that at that point, it was just solely apostles and elders discussing what was going to happen. And the fact that both Paul and Barnabas were there, and we know that they were already considered apostles by previous verses, was just a further proof that it didn't, to be an apostle, apostle, you didn't necessarily have to walk with Jesus in his earthly ministry, but it's what the Lord called them. At that time. You had to have had an encounter with Christ. The uh, the disciples then apostles clearly walked with him. And that's the way they held it. I'm not correct. I, I don't see in scripture where the Lord says it has to be that you walked with me in my earthly ministry. That was the standard and the stipulation that the the disciples had, mm-hmm. which was why Paul was kind of like teetering on that border when Christ came and called him. They put someone else there, not realizing that God had a bigger plan, Amen. right? The Matthias. Yes. They rolled the, the dice to see who should Cast be lots. there. Yes. Right. <laughs> but God said he had chosen Paul. And then as it relates to us today, right? Because Jesus physically lived over 2000 years ago. No mm. one is able to meet that stipulation. Now salvation is required. Right. So Paul didn't become anything to Christ until, I mean, as far as in his body, have a role until he received salvation other than a persecutor until he received salvation. And then because God said, I approved you and I called you an apostle. That is what made Paul an apostle. Because you'll notice even before this, Paul not just acted like an apostle. He was clearly called as an apostle, and he writes about that in every epistle that he writes, pretty much. He, he denotes, yes, he's an apostle by the will of God. And then he also acknowledges, and most times he leads, I'm a bond servant of Christ. 
and an apostle by the will of God. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, others now had the opportunity to come into alignment with what the Lord had called him and qualified him to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And saying, even that, even in the way God brought him in, he was like, I still met your stipulations, but I'm here because God called me here. Amen. And there is a calling for each and every one of your lives as well. The Lord didn't just select a few long ago, 2,000 mm-hmm. years ago. Or, and then stopped caring about people, suddenly it, stopped right? selecting all you can now have is mere salvation. No, he has a call, a plan, a purpose, and a will for you in your life that he wants you to fulfill. Not that you can do it of your own. Absolutely. You can only do it in and through him. Amen. Just like our pattern set forth in Jesus. Amen. Yes. It may or may not be as an apostle or prophet or evangelist or a pastor or a shepherd, whichever you prefer, a uh, term you prefer there, or a teacher. And I'm not saying it isn't. But do whatever that's it between, is that God asks you to do. That's it. Whatever the Lord asks you to do, go do that. Mm-hmm. And value it and esteem it because your Lord said so. At whatever level it is and however mm-hmm. he says he wants it to look like in your ministry. Yes, you have a ministry. Not just for people on TV or the radio or on a podcast. You have a ministry. Mm-hmm. He's called you to do. business. Amen. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for your grace and your mercy and that you've approved us, Lord. We thank you for you making a place for us in your family, God, in the heavenly community, Lord, and providing a way that we can get there, Lord, through your son, Jesus the Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life, Lord. And we thank you for all the good things that you've lavishly bestowed upon us, Lord, that you have overtaken us with, Lord, all your blessings and all your benefits, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to show love to one another, Lord, to our neighbors, those that we come in contact with, Lord, and to encourage them to receive you as their Lord and Savior as well, Lord. So we thank you for those things. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. and Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.